You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Today's topic is Atlanta influences everything. I got the co-founder, co-creator here, Bane Joyner. Hey, Bane, what's going on? What up? Good to be here. Good to be. Good to have you, my brother. (laughs) Good to have you. We got a lot to talk about. Let's dig right in. So listen, you are from where? Tell the people where you're from, babe. Uh, Southwest Atlanta, Uh Zone Folk, West End, West End to Uh be exact. uh Uh-huh. A lot of changes going on in West End, but we'll leave it right right there for right now. So being um, from Atlanta, you've seen all the changes. Talk to us a little bit about being a kid growing up here in Atlanta. What was it like for you? And tell me a little bit about the music you listened to during that time. Uh, so set the context with my age. I'm, I'm 44. Mm-hmm. I was born in uh, December uh, 1978. Mm-hmm. So especially with the most recent news of the city doing the missing and murdered uh Yes, dedication. Yes, and, uh, yes, yes. Like my age group was right up under the group that was affected. Mm-hmm. So there were some remnants of not going outside or, 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 you know, not being able to do certain things, but not, not really. So I, I feel like my age group is like the group that's being born after COVID where you kind of got the mask, but not really. Wow, so that's wow. how it was with 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 I guess black parents being protective mm-hmm. in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But overall with when you I guess supposedly if you if Wayne Williams is the guy you you quell the child murders mm-hmm. then it allows the black mayor in Maynard Jackson to start doing more of his work, more of his magic that mm-hmm. made Atlanta. Okay. And so I I went to middle school with his youngest daughter, mm-hmm. Valerie Jackson. Okay. So it's like the children are like on a swim team with Shirley Franklin's youngest daughter. So it's like the youngest children of the elders or the movement, mm-hmm. either the youngest children or the grandchildren right. or older nephew of the who you would consider to be the movement politically right. and business. In Atlanta. And so Atlanta was so small that you could just end up in school with these people yeah. or going to summer camp mm. uh, with these people. And so up until like 90, uh, 91, I had a barber in the West End. Um, he went by headliner and he said, yo, tell your mom to come in today. I, I need to. Tell her, I'm going to help you find another barber. I'm moving to New York. Okay. So he got a record deal um, in New York. This is like 91. Mm-hmm. And before you could start to see the remnants of like another bad creation mm-hmm. yeah. and, and uh, crisscross, but not, you know, it's early. Mm-hmm. And so the music I'm listening to up until that point is everything, I guess, everybody else is listening yeah. to urban radio with that one urban radio station. <laughs> You know, so uh, R&B, heavy yeah. dose of R&B, but 90s rock, mm-hmm. um, Tears for Fears type stuff oh, with, yeah. with Luther, mm-hmm. uh, with Guy, mm-hmm. New Edition, all kind of mixed in. And then um, eighth, the beginning of my eighth grade year, maybe toward the end of seventh grade, I see this video on TV. It's, it's uh, 
says Tennessee. And so I'm thinking that there's this rap group from, from Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> uh, but then I'm looking and in the background, I catch it with the DJ and I'm like, yo, that's my barber. Yeah. And he, he, he said he was going to New York to get a, so he's in this group, Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. And so that was my first wow. instance in being able to connect. Like, I'm always a fan of music. Yes. But that was one of my, f that with Another Bad Creation was the first instance of being able to connect my hometown mm -hmm. to the music I listened to. I got you. And then Crisscross, I'm the same age as them. So mm -hmm. they, they were eighth grade at another school when I was in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. They were eighth grade at Bunch. I was in eighth grade at Sutton. So they kind of, when they got discovered, it kind of set the tone Yes. for like, yo, maybe it's rap. Like it's, yeah. it's not just on TV in New York. Like maybe, yeah. And it kind of went from there. So, yeah. and then I'll end that by saying probably the most amazing gift of all. Cause like ninth grade public school, school bus, ninth grade is like a, that gap between eighth and ninth is such a unique growth growth period of, of puberty and freedom and understanding, but still you in ninth grade, so you not you you still a freshman, but it's a new experience. Is you're not at the middle school. Right. And so that experience came with Outcast First. So Outcast First album was the soundtrack to my freshman year of high school. And that's something, that's something I talked to my daughter about, who's yeah. 17. Yeah. She's kind of ashamed about her freshman year of high school soundtrack, oh. like the state of music, mm. per se. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, you know, so you listen to Outkast and Tupac and Biggie, yeah. like, in ninth grade, yes. like, this is your yes. vibe? Yes, and It's like, yeah, yo, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, that was, yeah. That was my vibe. That yeah. was the music I was on. Mm. Oh, and my point in, in, in also saying like Tupac and Biggie is the I went to a Nas concert when he did the Hip Hop is Dead. And he said, um, this was years ago. And they were like, all these at the Tabernacle, all these New Yorkers were in there. And they, but it was in Atlanta and they were all like, yo, son, this is New York. It, yeah. it was like taking them back. And they'll like somebody be like, yo, what do you, you know, don't you remember this in New York? Something, something. And I'll be like, nah. I really remember this Illmatic song walking down the street in the West End. Mm -hmm. Illmatic takes me to the West End. It doesn't take me to Queens because I wasn't <laughs> in Queens when I heard it. I was walking to the train station in the in the West End. You know what I mean? So music, I ask you because um, music, certain songs will put you in certain places in your timeline, in your mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And you'll remember distinctive things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always kind of important. And, and you're absolutely right. It is a soundtrack of your life. And so it, it, you remember certain things uh, growing up as a kid at that particular instance. Um, Bame, I think what's so, what's so interesting about you is that you had an opportunity to go to school with children, mm -hmm. right? that their parents or grandparents try to change the narrative for mm -hmm. black people, especially in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Right. So did that, did that do something to you at that point? Or how did you feel going to school with them? Or were you just a kid? It didn't really hit you yet. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, I would be honest. It didn't hit me until later. Mm. Uh, like, 
Maynard's so Shirley Franklin, when yeah. I was on the swim team with her daughter, mm. Shirley Franklin wasn't mayor yet. Yeah, you know. I so she was a figure and I knew she had something to do with the city and the airport right, something. Right. But she she wasn't mayor yet. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Maynard's youngest daughter, we were in drama together at Sutton Middle School, and my mom was late picking me up one day. And Maynard, this is right after his last term as mayor. So this is like maybe his first or second year, uh, maybe when Bill Campbell's first, second year after Maynard's last term, he came to pick his daughter up, and my mom was late, and so he waited with me for like 30 minutes and I knew like I felt like celebrity like because I, I knew who he was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so you know there was there was that feeling and then there's the the on the swim team with Oscar Harris he built the Fulton County Jail no excuse me the jail that's downtown Atlanta okay he built Concourse E if I'm not mistaken, at the airport, the first world of Coca-Cola, the Fulton County government building. And this is one of the the black men that came out of that H.J. Russell. Yeah. You know, the and Maynard saying, you know, we're going to give these black developers a percentage of these contracts. Yes. So my homeboy's dad was was one of those people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I remember, you know, the, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air stuff. Witnessing that at a young age before the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, so it, it wasn't Bel Air; it was Cascade, mm, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. And this black architect Ooh. made a—he was like a Frank Lloyd Wright fan—and mm. he built this house in Southwest Atlanta in the style of a Frank Lloyd Wright house. Yeah, and it had a pool and a basketball court. So you're talking about. 87, mm. maybe 88, mm-hmm. like, so, and it's black. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm like, wow. But it was also, I was so young, it was becoming uh, normalized, even yeah. though it wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. The fact that I had access to it made right. it feel like it was mine. Right. And we weren't, we weren't in the projects. We were in a house in the West End. Mm-hmm. And my parents got divorced when I was in the fourth grade. But my parents were civically engaged. Mm -hmm. And so being civically engaged as a black person in Maynard era Atlanta, Mm -hmm. a lot of black people, no matter where they were at on the class totem pole, they had bought into the Maynard rhetoric of we're building something. We, there was this we. Mm -hmm. So even if you lower, if you, if you show up and, and, and tap in, yeah that would net you the proximity to a black person that had means, right? you know, and they were open to sharing things. Yeah. So that's, you know, humble beginners, but had access. You had access, brother. Yeah. You had access. And so I want to, I want to move the needle just a little bit Mm -hmm. and ask, how did Atlanta influence everything come about? When was that birth? How was that birthed? Uh, 2015 toward the, toward the end of 2015, mm-hmm. uh, I had, a, a, I have two partners now. I had one partner then, uh, and he's, he was from Brooklyn and I met him 
in 2005, mm-hmm. we were both working on um, Al Gore had a TV network he was trying to launch. And we met working on that campaign. Right. And then he brought me on to the Truth Anti-Tobacco campaign. Right. Doing some marketing work. And then we started a company together uh, called Revolutions. And then we changed the name to the Tomorrows. Cause we thought we were like cool enough that we could sell brands on tomorrow <laughs> in Atlanta. Like, mm. so 18 to like 32 multicultural marketing, like mm. how can a vitamin water, yeah. uh, well, Heinz ketchup went from the regular packet to the one you dip in. Like yeah. we, we had street teams out, oh, like, that's what's you know, up. I, um, like, I like that. We did shows like we did Drake's first show. Mm. It, it, when I say we, it was my partner and I with, uh, a collaborative of friends mm-hmm. at that time, but we did Drake's first general admission show uh, for seventy five hundred dollars. Two thousand nine, did Kendrick's show. Wow! In uh, two thousand eleven, mm. for five thousand uh, dollars, I had to pick him up from the airport in my mom's car. <laughs> uh, but this is, and I'm saying that to kind of set the stage for mm. uh, being early adopters. Yes. In a, in a market like Atlanta that wasn't LA or New York, but we right. were, we were early adopters in, in our market. Mm-hmm. And in Atlanta, you could start to see Atlanta having an impact little by little, just in, in the world of culture in mm-hmm. some form. Mm-hmm. And so in 2015, Nike was doing a pro, uh, shoe, 1996, um, 20th anniversary of the 96 Olympics shoe. And we pitched Nike on a, on an idea for like a scavenger hunt on Marta and the Beltline, ah. similar to what they had done for the re-release of the Jordan one in Chicago. Mm. And they said what Jordan was to Chicago, he shifted Chicago. Well, the Olympics shifted Atlanta, you know, so mm-hmm. we, we thought we could do this project. They didn't go for it. Uh, they said Atlanta wasn't a top tier market. Uh, but at the time when they said this, my feelings were hurt being a native. Yeah. But at the time, this is what was happening. Yeah. Everybody. Doing and, that. And, yeah. and, and the word trash. <laughs> it was so many things that were, it was so many things that were commonplace that you could yeah. see mm-hmm. floating around. Mm-hmm. But these are just Atlanta things, but everyone else has adopted them. Correct. And so in my frustration of Nike not understanding that, I say, you know, we don't have the bean like Chicago. There are certain things that we don't have mm-hmm. infrastructure wise. Right. Right. But all I can tell you is we do influence everything. And so I didn't know I said it. I was just in my feelings. The Brooklyn business partner Mm -hmm. caught that I said it, Mm -hmm. ran it through his Brooklyn meter. (laughs) I mean, there's one. And he didn't. But he realized he came from Brooklyn. Yeah. Went to Morehouse. Never went back to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So he said, damn, could be true. Mm hmm. But the problem, I think, of why Nike's not getting it and why you're so frustrated and them not getting it is that Atlanta doesn't tell its story well. So let's own this statement. Let's put Atlanta in this post Detroit versus everybody. Yeah. So it came after them. So we were inspired by them, to mm-hmm. be real with you. Right. It's like a mixture of I love New York mixed with Detroit versus everybody yeah. and keep Austin weird. And that. <laughs> But what was ours? Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't versus, not at that time. Right. So when he, he said, yo, I think it could be the influence everything. Mm-hmm. Let's, we got to own it, but at first starts, let's throw it on a shirt and let's just see how people react to it. And it kind of went 
we started building the brand once we saw the reaction to the shirt and the hashtag. Like, yo, we got something. Mm-hmm. And then we built the why, why we needed to do the work. And it was, I was so emotionally tied mm. as a native mm. that I was too in, in it. Mm-hmm. And it took the Brooklyn business partner that was living here mm-hmm. and never went back home mm-hmm. to kind of understand. And I, I guess I'll end the story by saying, he said, why we need to put it on a shirt? Atlanta needs to do better external storytelling. Mm-hmm. He said, being from Brooklyn, I can travel around the world. I can go to an igloo in Alaska. Yeah. I, I can say, yo, where Brooklyn at? Where or Brooklyn is Brooklyn at? in the house? And somebody going to pop out yeah, and be like, yeah, yo, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he said, man, Atlanta, people want to know yeah. what makes it tick because it's a vibe. Right. But Atlanta hasn't done the best job explaining mm. itself. So mm. this could be the first foray into storytelling mm. about why, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. I'm going to ask you this because mm-hmm. you're a passionate guy. I, met you, I had the opportunity of meeting you a few weeks ago at the uh, historical. Yeah, Atlanta uh, History Center. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta History for Center. For Juneteenth. Right, for Juneteenth. Um do you feel today, based on the story and 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 why Atlanta influences everything was created, do you feel Atlanta has done a better job in telling his story today? I guess when we say Atlanta, we have to identify like who's in charge of that. Mm. So like the business of it would on paper would fall to the Atlanta Convention and Visitors Bureau. Mm-hmm. And like on IG, I think it's like at Discovery Atlanta or whatever. Yeah. okay. It's All a right. mixture of them. Okay. The Metro Atlanta Chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, like their, their, their job is to like deal with tourism yeah. and, and brand building. Yeah. They internally, I don't think have... Uh, themselves in-house. Okay. But in terms of external communication and at times collaboration with Atlanta influences everything and others mm-hmm. like, like a butter ATL or whatever to, to help assist them mm-hmm. in what they deem to be the storytelling. Right. The fact that they at least are asking for assistance in some forms, that is where there's improvement being made. Okay. But like, just their internal staff, their staffing, their day-to-day storytelling uh, is still, it's still off because, you know, it's, it's a multi-layered, it's a multicultural story that has to, that can only be told first mm-hmm. through a multicultural through, through a native black and a native white, and then a multi a multi layered black narrative. Okay. So you you would have to capture these native black stories. Okay. But then you would have to also capture the black people that moved here mm-hmm. and why, mm-hmm. and that would be a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have the native whites, mm-hmm. like my guy David Mitchell. He doesn't mind me saying this. He's maybe third or fourth generation. Mitchell Street downtown uh-huh. is his family. Wow. He's over the Atlanta Preservation Society, mm. but he pushes for black ownership, land ownership yeah. and equity. Yeah. He's trying to get the devil off his family name. The Mitchell family 
on slaves in mm. old Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So David, good dude. He trying yeah. to, you know, to get to yeah, yo, he, I mean, he'll tell you, you I know what I mean? Dad, bro. But, but <laughs> it's, it is whose Atlanta is it more? Yeah. Is it his Atlanta? Yeah. Or, or the, or the little John Atlanta. Right. Cause it, little John has something to say, but it's does. And when I say little John, it could be little John Roberts or little John, the rapper. Right. And Lil John the rapper is from Atlanta. Now I don't know how many generations he's from, mm-hmm. but the white guy David Mitchell is three, four generations, generations. Atlanta. Now right. he white. Mm-hmm. So whose story matters? Whose doesn't? Right. What story matters more than the other? Mm-hmm. How how does the black transient story? At what point does that matter lined up against? a white second generation yeah. or whatever. And then you have the Gwinnett with the Asian American yeah. with the yeah. Indian yeah. and the, and they'll, t- and the large Latino base out Clarkston. Yeah. And they'll tell you that their voices can't even be heard mm-hmm. because of the squabble between either black on black, meaning black versus black, black native versus black yeah. transient, transient or the black versus white. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is a great the, the demographics are not as multicultural as it may seem. Mm-hmm. And it, it is aggressively Atlanta proper is aggressively black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so it doesn't leave space if you don't yeah. fit in those two. So it's this, it's a hard story to tell because you would need to be able to weave in everybody's narrative. Mm-hmm. It, in New York, the other places do it well. Yeah. But they've been at it longer. Atlanta has to accept that it has become a safe haven for a variety of reasons to a variety of, of people. Yeah. And how do yeah. you tell that story yeah. with what you already had going? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot because we talked offline and we talked when we first met. And there, when we say black, right, <laughs> it, that is such a huge umbrella because, yeah, we are in the South, <laughs> right? But my let's pick apart me, right? My black, my my lineage does not start in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. It will start with my son Mm -hmm. who was born at Northside Mm -hmm. Hospital, Mm -hmm. right? His father is from Atlanta, Mm -hmm. but we need to go back. Is that always been? Mm -hmm. Was it Atlanta or was it Noonan, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So so now we're talking about the suburbs Mm -hmm. or the outer or as they say, the country Mm -hmm. part of Atlanta. All right. So that's a thing. But for me, my bloodline, I can go back to Jamaica, mm-hmm. the, the island, the West mm-hmm. Indies, right? And my mom came, my grandmother came, and my mother came when she was 13. Mm-hmm. And that's a New York story, mm-hmm. right? So why come to Atlanta, Michelle? Well, you know, I had a friend that lived here. You know mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. You have a friend that moved here. You come and you visit, and you look around, and you say, <laughs> wow, this is and I'm talking about, I've been here since 89, bro. I'm like, look, Pan Am was in, I came down on Pan, Pan Am. Am. You know what I'm talking about? Like, for 118 on the flight round trip. I'm telling my story. And so I came, it was Pan Am, and I came and I said, wow. Because even though I came from New York, I'm going to keep it a buck. And it's 
Puerto Ricans and Dominicans mm-hmm. and some Cubans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we got some Africans mm-hmm. and then we got Guyanese and we mm-hmm. got, and we got ba- 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 uh, people Bahamian. from Bahamians mm-hmm. and Trinidadians mm-hmm. and all this. Then we got Polish <laughs> and Irish and we got Russian, yeah, right? Yeah, and then yeah. we got good old people, like you yeah. say, who they don't, they've been Connecticut or been yeah. in New York generations that, so it was a different type of diversity, mm. right? But to come to Atlanta mm. and see beautiful black people, I'm talking about people that look like me, look mm. like you, beautiful, mm. the sun, the weather. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what's happening? Wait, wait, you mean to tell me I don't have to deal? I'm talking from a transient perspective mm. now. You mean to tell me I don't have to deal with that type of hustle and bustle? Mm. I love my people. Mm. I love my family. I love my friends. But it's something about a quality of life Man. that just resonates with me differently. You mean to tell me I can make, I don't even have to make the same account, same amount of money, but I can live the way, hold on now, hold your hat. The Man. way Martin has said Man. that he said that this is how it would be for black, the way Farrakhan said, the way Malcolm X has said, like mm-hmm. all of the black leaders has said, black Negro, you, this is the life you're supposed to have. You're not supposed to be X'd out of stuff, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You so, so I'm like, wait a minute here. I can come and live. So that's how it, how most people come. They, it, it starts from a visit. Mm-hmm. We come here, we like, wait a minute. The wet, first of all, <laughs> everybody look like me. They speak, they nice. The temperatures is down. They ain't arrogant. They ain't uptight. Okay, that's a, that's a plus. Mm-hmm. You mean I could take whatever money I had or take the skill? Here's another word. The skill set. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I learned up top, mm-hmm. I can bring here. You mean to tell me that? Because the people in Atlanta, I'm going to keep it a thousand. Y'all wasn't moving the mm. way we move up there. Because we trying to make money. We trying to make these ends work. Get off me. Don't step on my white sneakers. I'm going to punch you in the mm. face. Like, respect my sneaker game. Like, my don't touch my hat. My brims is a certain mm. thing. Like, what? You mean to tell me I come to here? And I can bring it down a thousand? And then y'all look at me because it's like, oh, Y'all, them people with y'all, them people mm. with the hip hop. You mm. came with all that, mm. with the bambada and this and that and the Timbs and the, 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 the pinstripe. Mm. We know that's you and you ain't even a Yankees fan. We can see it. So yeah, bro. And, and will you take, but will you take that, the, the, the admission yeah. to a, a black New Yorker? Yeah. Cause my dad is from New Haven. Come on, bro. And, and so when you say, well, that's a Polish neighborhood, I'm like, yo, in Atlanta, I don't even know if black people can identify right. a Polish right. versus that a Russian. That, and yeah. you just white. Yeah. Like you're black just, and white. Atlanta yeah, you're, is black and white. And, 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 and with that, with the Dr. King and all the black mayors, the teachings, whether it was said directly mm-hmm. or indirectly, yes, was that you got to be five times better than the white that man. That is correct. And so for a native, and Kanye's parents, is that he was born here. Yeah. For a native, it was always like, 
okay, with, with the Morehouse respect, take the white man out. Like yes. somehow, yes. It, but you, but more from an education yes. because of those schools mm-hmm. and in Fred Hampton in Chicago, but Detroit, other black sh- city strongholds, yes. Yes. Oakland. Yes. What you also would have to, what they were missing was black public sector yeah. infiltration. Right, right. As well as the black post-secondary. Mm-hmm. If that's what America's built on, mm-hmm. the workforce mm-hmm. overall mm-hmm. and laws, Atlanta was able to establish post-secondary yeah. high level. Yes, yes. And then have people that look like you infiltrate the public sector. That is correct. Not just from a mayor standpoint, yeah. but his thing, which is what drew my parents, mm. dad from Connecticut, mom from Columbus, Georgia, met at Atlanta University School of Social Work because Maynard say, well, it, it's not enough just to be a black mayor. Mm. If the person, if my people right now, if we using government benefits, yeah, and the person, the social worker, the, 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 the person over it, if they are going in the home and they have to do an assessment. A lot of times these white people doing, they don't understand us. Mm -hmm. So at least somebody who come in and do an assessment of a black home, the social worker is a black person. Right. right. So Maynard knew that the public service workers Mm -hmm. that dealt with would have to also be, be black as well, which that's how it, that's how it kind of, it, it got us, that's how the blackness kind of set in mm-hmm. from a, and so you can, the, all the multicultural, it's a gift and a curse mm-hmm. because, and I, I guess I'll end that by saying in terms of you coming down here mm-hmm. and what you brought, mm-hmm. our focus from my generation, I claim tail end of Gen X Atlanta. Okay. We were focused on, on dominating the white man at their own game mm-hmm. in this city, mm-hmm. never knowing that energy and attraction would attract a bunch of people who look like me, mm-hmm. who had a different hustle, mm-hmm. moved faster mm-hmm. and brought that hustle down here. So we focused on the white man. And then next thing you know, we are competing for jobs and things yeah. with people who look like, like us, me. which that was not it's not and it's not years later you learn it's not an either or it's a right. yes and yeah for our yeah. people yeah but for a minute we yeah. the native versus the transit yeah. it's like yo you you taking our jobs yeah the way somebody in ukraine or russia might say right. oh what well, is or the a jewish and a jewish and a palestinian per- oh yeah. they taking our jobs mm-hmm. we doing that but it's an african-american it on african-american it is because i'm gonna tell it to you from listen if i got the ball and i could come through the paint <laughs> i'm gonna come through the paint you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah, gonna yeah, score yeah. and so yeah. the, the energy and it's no diss yeah, nah. it's no diss because i'm still here mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and a lot of great things has happened to me and in my life i'm gonna keep it a buck I don't think I would be able to do what I'm doing today if I had stayed in New York. So Atlanta had, for mm. me, has always been a space mm. where it created opportunity. But I think that the black transient person might have been able to see the opportunity a little bit more clearer mm-hmm. than the person that was already on Your the point. block. Real talk, because we don't have, we didn't have it there. We had to make, we had to create it. So if I could take that same hustle and drive and initiative and just Jamaican, Jamaican, Mm -hmm. multitasking, not afraid to work and come down here and do that here, 
Can I not live better? That's real. And then tell people and then give people the instructions <laughs> on how. So they say, well, Michelle, how you do it? Let me tell you. I, I had the degree. I went to DeVry. I didn't even go to an mm. HBCU. Didn't even, wasn't even checking for, like that, that quadrant mm. up there mm. at that time. Let me tell the age. I'm 56. Mm-hmm. So at that time, when you got out of public school in New York, you was good with a city mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. And going to college was that extra that most mm-hmm. people's parents didn't even know how to fill out the applications or talk to the mm-hmm. people to get you in college. So if you want to do college, it was kind of like you on your own on that. I mm-hmm. love you. <laughs> you, you got to kind of figure that out because we don't know. You know, our mm-hmm. job is really to get you through high school. Mm-hmm. And don't you come in here pregnant. Mm-hmm. Don't you, and the boys, don't you make nobody pregnant, mm-hmm. right? So other than that, New York, five boroughs, get a job. Mm-hmm. The post office is always hiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> MTA is looking for mm. conductors of people to open and close the doors, right? Mm. City jobs, get you a city job. But some of us decided to go to college and through that you learn mm. different things and you get these skill sets. And I just took that and came down here and was like, okay. And I said to myself at my desk, at any job repeatedly, if y'all don't want it, I'm going to get it. I'm a, I said it. No diss to nobody. Because people was like, oh, you know, I don't care. They was scratching. <laughs> they was doing this, you know, whatever, whatever. Y'all, shorty, what's up? They was doing a, okay, I see. What's up, black? What's up, my man? Yo, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Like, okay, I was making the moves because yeah. I was, I came from the projects. Yeah, yeah. Roach infested. Yeah. And there's something inside of you as a black person mm-hmm. that says, as you hold on to the bars on the window, because mm-hmm. they put bars on the window so people won't jump out and mm-hmm. think they can fly. I'm on the mm-hmm. sixth floor. The building is 14 stories mm-hmm. that you say, when I get out of here, I'm mm-hmm. not coming back. Mm-hmm. There has to be a better life. So I think that there are portions and pockets of people that are black, whether you're here in Atlanta or abroad that say, I want something different. Mm -hmm. And when I get it for me, I'm going to make sure my kids get it and their kids get it because there are, I'm going to talk to you. There's generational cycles and curses that we trying to kill. Mm -hmm. Not just the white, cool white brothers. That's like, yo, my, my, my great, great, great grand had slaves. We got some stuff in us that we trying to work out. Mm -hmm. The spirit of poverty is Mm -hmm. on us too heavy. Mm -hmm. And now we got poverty and a little bit of ignorance. And then somebody said, oh, you entitled to 40 acres in a mule. So are we really trying to take the gifts that came from us from the most high? Let's take it up there Mm -hmm. because we've created peanut butter, the Mm -hmm. stoplight, the this, the that. We are innovators. What what is it about us that has stopped us and said this is enough? It's not. It's not. We I mean we it's not not enough. And guess what? Nobody owes us nothing Mm -hmm. as we continue to see in the people that are in office from the White House to local levels. Mm -hmm. We we still have to work five times more. Mm -hmm. And as a black woman, I'm really feeling it. I'm Mm going to keep it a thousand because when I work in corporate America, which I still do, I'm still the lowest paid person. Mm -hmm. It's white male, white female, black male. Then it's Mm -hmm. me. And I'm doing the work of all of them Mm -hmm. just to keep a job. Mm -hmm. And then I'm a single mom. Mm -hmm. I'm divorced, right? My, my ex-husband is, is still in my son's life, but I am the primary person. I take my son to school. I pick him up. Blah, 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 blah. There are no time for excuses. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So the story 
what is our story that we need to be saying today as Atlanta influences everything? Is it we are the people that we have done all of these magnificent things and we hold a torch for that? Are we the people that are cutting uh, uh, cutting edge in technology? What should the story be today? What is it that we are trying to say? Because I know we more than the T-shirts. We more than the hashtag. What is it that our people are missing that we as a collective community can try to tell the story better together? <laughs> My man, man he like man, it. Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, sir. So it's crazy. <laughs> with, with the relationship between Atlanta and, and New York is, is a, it's beautiful. It's a, un, it's a unique one. It's, it's beautiful. And <laughs> when, when my when the, the Brooklyn partners wheels was were turning, said we're gonna put it on the shirt. Yes. Then also, in his mind, if he from Brooklyn, okay, well, what would be the reaction of someone wearing this shirt in yes. Brooklyn? Yes, like what? And so because we come from marketing and branding. Yes. Uh, and I had to do a TEDx. Uh, about a year and a half later, I had to do a TEDx talk on. I love it. Why? Yes. And so not overthinking it, just using logos, brands, how we justify the statement, uh, which then leads to the responsibility once you justify it. But uh, the the silhouette of Dr. King mm-hmm. and the civil rights movement, all that represents. So Atlanta would be Dr. King is like a Bob Marley, like just yes. this this one, this figure where you just, you ain't got to see this, see the silhouette, yes. you know what I'm yes. saying? And people be like, you oh, know. God, yeah. you know. Yes. And so civil rights and Dr. King, that, that would be attributed to Atlanta. Yes. And then, uh, so the first, call it three C's. The first C is like civil rights civics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second C, just that, that even though we got Apple and uh, Nike or whatever, Coca-Cola symbol mm-hmm. where you could just put any word up. No, yeah. you, I don't even read the language. That yeah, look the, like the Coca-Cola yeah, symbol. You the, know what I'm saying? Red and white with the wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just yes. like. So that's from the same place as Dr. King. Yes, sir. So what we're calling that is all these Fortune 500s, Home Depot, uh, Delta, mm-hmm. the newer companies that have moved yes. here. So corporate commerce mm-hmm. would be the, we are open for business. Okay. Uh, third largest metro. Third largest chamber in the country. Yes. So there's a lot of money flowing in yes, and out. Yes, it is, sir. Yes, um, it is. Man. First C, civic. Second C, corporate commerce. The third C, the uh, Outcast logo. Outcast spelled with a K. But that C going for culture. And so everything, especially like now that, that Billboard is named Outcast, the number one rap group. What... Even though from a brand perspective, I see if you were to travel the world and you say, well, what logo would you see most representing hip hop? I feel Outkast would be like number four and number five in terms of no word spoken, just logo. Because the number one you're going to see is the Mm -hmm. Wu-Tang. In and out, just it don't matter. No language speak. You will see a Wu-Tang W like anywhere in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yes. On people that don't speak English. Now in terms of (laughs) who has done more for the culture as a whole to make it Mm well-rounded, still keep street, but be able to experiment and and outcast. And so when we say that outcast symbol, 
but that C is for culture. It's for black culture and meaning the Grady born that tilled the soil, laid the wet concrete, mm-hmm. might have built the sandbox, started pouring some mm-hmm. sand in. Mm-hmm. But it's also the black person that came here mm-hmm. from where they came from. Yes. They bought their music, their food from where they was from, the slang from the neighborhood mm-hmm. they was from, mm-hmm. to this safe place mm-hmm. safe for place. expression of blackness. Yes. And so when you look at a when you look at trends and co- pop American pop culture is so big, but so much of American pop culture takes their cues from black culture always always, always has. So if Atlanta would be the epicenter. Mm. Of black culture. Mm-hmm. So when you mix those three together, yes. the civic, the corporate commerce with the culture, that would be how I could justify the shirt in New York. I but that. I would expect somebody who really know a thing or two to say, OK, I feel you, but I raise you one mm-hmm. uh, to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. On, brother. So if we're going to influence everything. We shouldn't, we are, we're number one in income inequality yes. as a city yes. between us and Miami sometimes. Uh, we have a 4% upward mobility rate. So if you're born poor in Atlanta, 96% chance you're going to die poor. So the shirt and the hashtag, when you start pulling data, mm-hmm. which is what people like to do when we start talking about black people, because we show out so much, people want to start pulling numbers, <laughs> want to see how long the dollars stay in the community and whatever. Now the data tell a different story Woo! than what. You know, it's all there's there's layers to it. Yes. And so we shouldn't the shirt translates to you cool, but you broke. Which is Atlanta is so black that Atlanta city problems closely mirror African American community problems. Mm-hmm. They're almost one in the same. Yeah. But cause that's what's said about black people is that we we spend all our money on this looking good and mm-hmm. whatever, but we don't have nothing. And that influence everything, mm-hmm. but you number one in income inequality. Mm-hmm. So your people not eating off the influence. Damn. So at the end of the day, how does a city, if an influencer as a person yes. is able to get free things, free trips to Jamaica, yeah. this and that, yeah. I'm an influencer. Yeah. I'm yeah. a, yeah. you know, the influencer rate. What's yeah. that? <laughs> if we saying that instead of a person being an influencer, that a, a locale, a city, a, a, a physical place that holds a lot of people that their, their essence is the influence, the essence of the place. Mm-hmm. Then how does a place then leverage the influence to create workforce and economic development? Since we can't charge you for doing the dab, we can't charge you a tax for saying trap, even though that's our thing. Like y'all, you saying, shawty, you saying yeah. all these yeah, words, yeah, we can't tax it. you for you it. And we can't tax you for moving here. You know what I'm saying? But what we can do is figure out how to provide more jobs and opportunity for doubling down on the reason why you moved here. Like owning it and selling it back out. Yes. You know what I'm I'm saying? That's how you would leverage the other than that. You're just looking cool. Yeah. With no way to capitalize on what you are giving the rest mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. We've given you Dr. King. We told you have yes. a Coke and a smile. We told you have a dream, have yeah. a Coke, Coke and a smile. Mm-hmm. We told you the South's got something to say. Yeah, you did. So I'll just end that by saying at this point in 2023, mm. new in the digital age, yes. the South's got something to say was said in the, still in the analog age, mm. digital age. 
we got something to do. We we've do. we've showed you what we we've been saying that. now we have to do. We That's where do. we're and it's it's a collective we mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Do you feel fame the, the the movement you feel enough people are supporting what we need to do in 2023? Are you feeling that are you having to be uh, you know do grassroots again like man you know now it's after COVID it's more digital you know the the type of black person that's moving here is a little different than it was 10 years ago you know do you feel you got to go back to the boards and start all over again or you feel like you're really getting the support um and what we need to do and say in 2023 I think it's a mixture of 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 both mm-hmm. uh I uh, I think Atlanta, the, it has strong bones yes. and infrastructure okay. uh, built on the backs of some giants and amazing people. I think uh, I, without trying to talk down and say somebody's young, old and new and, you know, or I want to say. Uh, like if we have iPhones, you know what it's like with the device. Uh, if you skip a couple iOS updates. Mm-hmm. So it's just Atlanta is a beautiful phone. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's just a couple iOS updates behind (laughs) on on how it runs. Okay. So what you're feeling right now is that's just how dope we are that you feel so much energy kind of illuminating from the thing. But if you understand from a policy and infrastructure standpoint that it still is not running on all cylinders, like if it up, you know, get update those two, three iOS updates behind, like get on the current trajectory of, of, of digital and AI and web three. Mm-hmm. And you mix it with your Southern soil hand in the soil ability to fish and, and, and touch your neighbor and, 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 uh, like the Southern sensibilities. It's like if you mix in Southern hospitality and sensibilities with AI, well, through mm-hmm. where we at now, mm-hmm. this is with black ingenuity. This is, it is Wakanda. It's in real life. It, we, we use it in theory because of the amount of people here and the fact that they filmed the movie here, but it is Wakanda in the sense of it's very tribal. And you had in Wakanda, you had the water tribe and the mountain. And just because we all look alike don't mean we all get along. That's correct. So, the, Which is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, when the continent, from my understanding, how does a continent get along? <laughs> like, not like the, yeah. this sort of the, the blacks not arguing with the blacks. That's a fallacy. That's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. But what you see what happened when the non-blacks infiltrated Wakanda and was trying to pull the vibranium. Yeah. The way the tribes banded together, yeah. put all yeah, you they know, put their beef aside. Yo, it was like this is what we about. Yeah, yeah we about to get yeah. them. And yeah. so our our ingenuity, <laughs> our influence is our vibranium. Yes, and yes. Our, and and as a people, we just have to understand how to maneuver through the world. Yes, holding that as a people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what's our action item? What do we need to do next then? So uh, I I think. Uh, World one World Cup is coming. I'll just make that an action item. Um, <laughs> so I was in eleventh grade when the Olympics came, and it changed people's lives. Yes. They, but there were people who moved here 
one to two years before the Olympics. Mm-hmm. They ain't even had no uncle. Like they moved here just on on a, and they ca- caught a play, mm-hmm. and changed the trajectory of yep. their family last name mm-hmm. in Atlanta because of some a play they caught during the Olympics or mm-hmm. something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. The World Cup is coming here in 2026, and the world is coming um, again. And so Airbnb, like whatever your side play is, whatever, I just all ingenuity, the world is coming to Atlanta's doorstep yeah. in 2026, and, and there's no gatekeepers. Your play is what you make it. So start looking up what the World Cup is. It just – how to tap in there's yeah. a front door there's a side door it's, yeah, it's a back door yeah it's just everything. yeah yeah so that that's an action item let's that's gives us a, a runway yes uh don't have a lot it'll be here you know before immediately. you know it yeah but yeah there's there's no gatekeeper so whether you're a grady baby or whether you flew here however you got here yeah. there's nobody stopping you from making some right. sort of play when the world comes here in 26 yeah. so that's that's the action that's item what's up you got you got merchandise. You wearing it. Atlanta mm-hmm. influences everything. Where can people get the merch? Like you were at Pond City Market for a while, right? Yeah, they're doing a lot of building. So we in the the construction is just prohibiting our walk up traffic. So back online, mm-hmm. uh, uh, e commerce, which is what we started off as. Mm-hmm. So AIE dot life. Uh, we're actually, you know, working on. This, I get to say it because I, I I don't have to say who is with or whatever, but right. we're working on the airport, which is what people have been asking nice. us about for a while. Nice. But we also learned it's got to be, again, Atlanta's a yes and city, not an either or. So it's like you got to keep the online store. But even if you get the airport yeah. store, yeah. the average person in Atlanta that need to run and pick up a shirt, mm-hmm. they're not going to go pick it up at the airport. No, so. It's like we got to have the regulars. Yeah, you got to have a hub for us. So the you know Something the ups us. and downs of running a business. It's really you really the tourists. You know, you get the people yo. that's cutting it through, is. and they'll grab that because they'll feel away. Um, you know, it's that time of year, and and there's a lot of diversity in the city, and they feel the energy of this place. It's yeah. a it's a good city. Yeah, man. yeah. It's a really good city, and I I have no qualms because it allowed me to be who I am. You know, um, a lot of discovery happens, you know, yeah. I'm sure with your your partner from Brooklyn, your business partner from Brooklyn. Yeah. He discovered himself here and was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. And was, another one from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah. And he's he's I think he's 48 and he likes to talk about how he came here at 17, 18, right out of high school. And that, I, you know, while I was born here in mm-hmm. some form, I could he was throwing parties at Club Kaya. <laughs> While I couldn't drink in middle school, so he like, do you really want to do this Atlanta yeah, thing with me, bro? Yeah. I'm in these streets. I'm from Bridgeport, but I'm in these streets. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you couldn't come out the hours yeah, now. You know, you what was saying? doing homework. Like, you know what I'm saying? You was like waiting for somebody to pick you up from school. Yeah, you knew folk. They was, you know, influential, influential. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. was waiting on mommy yeah, 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 for somebody yeah. to That's come get you. That's how he taught me. That's you how know he what I'm saying? Me. Meanwhile, he was like, "Yo, somebody get table number two yeah, over yo, there." That's how he, you know. He yeah, running I, a tab man. over there. You know, man, for real. real, for real. Yeah. But you know, we appreciate you yeah. because your love for the city is is just magnificent. It's big. It's really our love, my love for 
us because I mean Atlanta is a low is a longitude latitude location yeah, in yeah. the state of Georgia. Yeah, in America, <laughs> spelled with three Ks. Yeah. So it's 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 still it's not ours. Yeah. So Atlanta, when we say Atlanta influenced everything, also those can you really read between the lines. Yeah. And there's a shirt that says Black culture influences everything, but you're not going spook who sat by the door the establishment by that shirt so overall atlanta is what you make it Ooh. but when you travel atlanta's cold word for black so you ain't got it, it just is and so it allows for somebody from new york people say what well, is this for me and if it's a white person that says for me if you love this city then that shirt is for you yeah, yeah. and right. that influence everything right. but when when a white person say well i wonder if it's for me i'm like yo it's something in you because it say Atlanta. So right. why are you wondering is for you? You in Atlanta, yeah, ain't you? Right, right. But it's an undertone where you feel in this earth. Mm-hmm. We never say it's We never urban. said it was. Now, you can look at the, the founders and be like, okay, those are three black guys. Mm-hmm. But we never said it's urban. So those there are those that see it for the urban. There are mm-hmm. those that see it for the role we play with the voting with Joe Biden and Ossoff yeah. and Warnock Ooh. and political. So there are white people that squarely wear the shirt on some light. You know, political, it. You like, know I, it. All right, hey, yo, you know, whatever. Be on the graphics, yeah, you know be everywhere, like, you know, yeah, anything so moving. It, 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 <laughs> as long as we got it on you and you pushing it, but the it's some of that what's known ain't got to be said. So mm-hmm. you travel overseas, certain, especially millennial, Gen Y, Gen Z, they feel blackness illuminating. It might not yeah, be man. all the way blackness, but yeah. that. It is. That shirt yes. got something to do yes. with with black. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a in because I, I ain't got to and I ain't got to say his name. But I yeah. let you see this. Yeah. Tech. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I see it. The new uh, publisher for the AJC. Gotcha. He's from DC and by way of New York. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I like that. Yeah, I told him. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna get my so, shirt too. So, so yeah, he. When he had to explain what it meant, he mm-hmm. got a touch on yes the, the blackness of That's it, right. even though he's not black. Yes, so he he can make it out to be what he wanted that. to be. I appreciate But he that. still, when he tell it, he gonna have to tell him the Dr. Yeah. King and the, well, we are the home of hip hop and yeah, you know, yeah. New York Times did a piece on Little Baby. Yeah, you know, so That's yeah, what it is. yeah, yeah. Last question, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you go because you said Atlanta is cold, uh, cold for black, cold mm-hmm. for black. Do you feel that Atlanta is changing its color? Do you think it's it's changing? Are we still black? Atlanta proper that the mayor, Andre Dickens, is over. And you can vote like mm-hmm. Amaretta's Atlanta when sorry, not sorry. Mm-hmm. That is becoming, because of the cost of living, it is becoming more multicultural. Yes. Uh, it used yes. to be aggressively black and white, yes, but it's it more multicultural. But, you know, Atlanta, which is weird, it's like eventually we'll be New York in like 60 years, meaning borough-wise. Yeah. Because the the, the Latonia and the West Side, uh-huh. they they different in the same at the same time. Panola Road and Cascade, in a lot of places, the black side is in one side of town. Yeah. But those places aren't connected, At but all. they both black. Yes, they are. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. there's different types of black. Yeah. So I think the metro area 
as a whole, when you start looking at these blacks scattered all about, mm-hmm. that's black. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta proper, which is about 500,000 people now, it was 250 when I was younger, has grown to half a million. That is more multicultural. And the metro area, they're multicultural too. But when you start looking at the sheer amount of African-Americans scattered about Douglasville, all these different counties, the number is still Latonia, uh, Stonecrest, all the way. It's almost like not. And and then the old Atlanta, we never, Marietta was a black place. Mm -hmm. I mean, excuse me, a white place Mm -hmm. when I was old Atlanta. Mm But now Marietta is where for the, the north, where Migos from. <laughs> so it's like, man, the cardinal direction, any direction you go into, you're going to see some of us, mm-hmm. you know. And it used to be we were just concentrated in, one area. in Atlanta yeah, proper. Yeah, yeah. Now that's becoming more more multicultural, but we are more spread out. out. You know, awesome. yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Good conversation with you yeah. today. Same. Look at same that beautiful Michelle. smile. Same Look at Michelle. that. This, is, you know, this was nice, right? Yeah, this was this especially was a, the earliest surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. how can the people find you, my brother? How can they find you? Um, and I, I walked in on him and say, "Well, yeah, it would be Monday it was on all platforms <laughs> at Little John." I'm like, so, so I buy too, bro. On all platforms at Bame Joiner. You know what I'm saying? Very easy to find. Not running from anybody. Yeah. So my name, uh, my personal at B E M J O I N E R. Yes. And my company at Atlanta Influences Everything. And the website is uh, A I E dot Life. That's A I E dot L I F E. Yes. Beautiful. I wish you nothing but continued success in everything that you do. Wow, I'm going to get my shirt. I'm going to go to the website. I said, you know, when I see you bring two. No, I'm going to go ahead and support You know what? I, I did. No, I thought it's, I was. It's, it's I right. sure left. It's okay. I'm going to go in. I brought you some stickers, though. Yeah, I'll take the stickers. <laughs> I'll take the stickers. You got magnets? I, you need to. I have, we, we, we're getting, we're get working on magnets. magnets and patches. I like that. I like magnets. I put you on my refrigerator. But I am going to buy a shirt because I believe in what you're doing. I yeah. believe in you. And, yeah, Atlanta influences everything. And I'm glad to be. I hope that I'm part of the fabric in some kind of way. Oh, come on, yo. You know what I'm saying? Especially how we met. Most yeah, definitely. you know what I yeah, mean? And, again, definitely. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to share your story and your love and your passion you know for for the people that live here in Atlanta and just keep doing what you're doing bro and anything that I can do to support it you got it thank you I really appreciate this opportunity Michelle and I mean this ain't uh, I got in the game how I even got in like built my resume was because of black women so I I, you know we here black women rocking and yeah yeah, I just appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, to, you know, absolutely. Which is continued because that's who's been giving me platforms. You so, see what you. I'm saying? Yeah, we love you. Thank we you. love what you're doing, everything that you're about. You got me for, for, for life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Be sure to like it, leave your comments, and share it with a friend. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, Please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.